Thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. 7.36 you are with the JSB on a Sunday. And of course, this is where we are digging our way through different stories, whether they happen on social media, whether they happen in the media, online, offline, hard text, soft text, you name it. We like to look at people's opinions and uh, see where they make a difference. And as I mentioned upfront in the show, looking at a very different lens on the world that we're in. So there was something that Zakiti Mkize posted and uh, her Twitter handle, if you're interested in Twitter, is at Zaki, Z-A-K-K-I-E underscore M. And in it, she tweeted something about why I think you should do a PhD. And then she went through the various different reasons as to why she thought someone should do a PhD. Now, for those of us who have uh, done our master's or maybe going into sort of uh, tertiary education and thinking, well, that's the journey I'd like to take. We were talking about it a little bit earlier with our guest, Tulile. It's not an easy thing to do, and uh, it requires all sorts of support, both from family, from friends, but also a rigorous mind and ferocious mind. It was such an interesting uh, series of reads on Twitter that we thought we'd get Zakiti on the line to uh, talk it through so that you could follow it as well. Zakiti, thanks so much for joining us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So I have to say, I tweeted that we were going to talk about this and suddenly everybody is like, oh, I don't know. I mean, one of our, our listeners, who was it again? Oh, uh, Pumzile, who listens quite up and, and comments quite a bit, says, I don't have the energy for a PhD. Um, <laughs> and and I suppose there's two things. Is one, do you have the energy? And do you have a world that is going to help you do a PhD, etc.? I mean, not mm. everybody has access to a PhD either. So there's mm. all sorts of things. But what was it that made you decide to do it as a PhD candidate? <laughs> <laughs> well, it actually was a couple of years ago. I'm in my final year of my PhD now. Yeah. I had just finished my master's um, in medical science yeah. and I graduated cum laude in my master's and I thought, wow, you know, I'm really good at this research thing and I like it. So I... I have a very supportive family. You know, I had I didn't grow up in a family where I've been pressured to go to work. They actually very much um, encourage us to pursue um, our studies further our education. So, and my sister actually has a PhD as well. So, I thought, I mean, I'm still young. I love research. Why not? So, I decided to embark on my PhD, um, which I'm doing now in medicine um, on HIV research. So, I had done my master's as well on HIV research and I'm so passionate about medical science as well and uh, particularly the HIV subject. So I decided to carry on and, and pursue my PhD. I had financial support, support from my family and friends, as you mentioned, very, very important. And the energy as well, which one of your listeners um, commented on the tweet that you really have to have you have to have it all the way throughout every day, whether it's a lot or a little. So, yeah. yeah, that was my story. So, Zakiti, you, you, that, that is your story. And before we go into what you think are the reasons that one should do a PhD, you've mentioned something absolutely critical. Earlier we were talking about the need to have a first-generation graduate, if not in your family, certainly around you. Mm. 
if you look at your colleagues who are also doing PhDs, do you think that there are a lot of them that are uh, supported by first-generation PhDs or even further further back, maybe second-generation PhDs? Um, yeah, our, our journeys are so different. I think I've been very, very blessed um, as I explained my journey. You know, I, I, I'm usually the youngest PhD candidate in a room at any time, I think because not a lot of people... Um, do a PhD like as in from one go, so from undergrad to master's to PhD. People usually um, maybe stop at the honors, go to work, come back to school, yeah. and things like that. So a lot of um, my colleagues are actually, you know, older. They have families, they are wives and husbands, they have kids and things like that. So um, they are also still those first generations, but they have you know, much more other factors, you know, yeah. that they have to deal with. So that's why I, I count myself lucky um, that I'm one of the people that really just got to continue. You know, I haven't yet ventured into the working world. I haven't, you know, stopped getting support and things like that. Um, yeah. What happens if you suddenly decide, actually, no, the thing you like most is studying? <laughs> <laughs> Well, unfortunately, you can't study for the rest of your life. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, well, I guess you can. I guess you uh, can. But, you know, we live in a world where we need to earn to live. Yeah. So it's very difficult to just, um, you know, pursue. And I, I, I know a lot of PhD candidates that have responsibilities and families yeah. to support. It's very difficult while you're doing your PhD because the stipend is low. Um, and that's why a lot of people don't pursue and go further into into their studies, but they actually benefit from that, which I think we'll get to as well. Yeah. So let's look at uh, what the reasons are that one should do a PhD. Like why I think you should do a PhD was what you tweeted. Okay, yes. Yeah. So I did mention five. Um, they are much more than five. I just summarized kind of the top five that I think really encapsulate, you know, why you should consider doing a PhD if you're thinking about it. And the first one to me is you have to be passionate about research. Uh, doing a PhD, for me, that's a no-brainer. It's all about research. You have to be passionate on the subject that you're going to do research on. As I mentioned, you know, I'm very passionate about HIV because when I grew up, you know, my mom used to tell me stories about when HIV first came on to the scene, um, you know, there were funerals almost every weekend. And for, that actually planted a seed um, for me from a young age that I didn't realize until now because I do tell the story all the time that I always used to wonder that what is so special, like why is this virus so devastating? So you need to be very passionate about the subject that you are doing the research on because usually a PhD, you do novel research. So you do research that hasn't been done before. You're answering a question that hasn't been answered before. So that's also a really exciting aspect. Um, the second one is that you should do it if you want to gain transferable skills. Um, I really believe that doing a PhD, you gain so many skills in so many different facets that you can apply also to so many different areas of life. You know, you learn project management, you learn to present, you learn to communicate, you learn to write. There's so many different things that you can learn that you can apply when you go into the working world to so many different fields. Um, the third one, which is kind of a controversial kind of topic, um, especially in the science field, is doing a PhD if you want to go into academia specifically. So going into academia would mean um, doing your post 
postdoctoral studies after your PhD, where you become an independent researcher. Um, you do your own research. You begin to supervise junior students, such as honors, maybe master students, and eventually become a member of the faculty where you are. So that's kind of the academia route. And of course, you will become a lecturer as well. Um, going into academia, having a PhD, if you're really passionate about academia, would really um, be an advantage, I'd say, for you. Although doing a PhD does not mean that, you know, you will go into academia. But if you do want to go into academia, definitely having a PhD will be an advantage. Then the... Yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, what am I on, number three? The fourth one um why a reason why you should do a PhD is if you want to become an expert in your field. Um, as I said, when you do a PhD, you do novel research, so you do research that hasn't been done before. So you basically embark on answering a question that nobody has the answer for. So then you become an expert in that answer. And then finally, um, the reason why you should the fifth reason why you should do a PhD is if you want to have higher earning potential. And this is what I touched on. Um, when I was saying that most of my colleagues, you know, have families, they have responsibilities, etc. And it's very difficult to do that whilst you're still doing your PhD. However, when you leave and you, you graduate from your PhD, you know, when you go into the working world, whether it be industry or academia, your, high, your earning potential is inevitably higher. Um, you're basically one of the most qualified people in the world, um, less I think less than 1% of people have PhDs here in South Africa. Sure. So, yeah, so you definitely do um, increase your, your earning potential by um, having a PhD as so, well. So, Zakiti, you wrote this tweet a while back. You are now towards the end of your time of doing a PhD, and I want to know, do you still feel the same about it, or is the sweat rolling off your brow? <laughs> I do. I do feel the same somewhat. I mean, now I'm uh, uh, quite far into it. And of course, there are things that I've learned along the way. And, you know, that's what I'm all about. And Black Girl Scientists is all about is to to um, make sure that the following generation, you know, doesn't go through the same bumps and hurdles that I did. Um, and that's why I tweet and I'm so vocal about all of this stuff, because I want to encourage people to further their studies to get into STEM fields, but I want them to know exactly what they're getting themselves into as well. So yes and no, I, I, there are some things that I know now that I think would have put me in a different position back then, but I don't regret my decision at all. And I definitely think that there are so many benefits of pursuing a PhD. Would you have done anything differently? Um, yeah. <laughs> I would have, uh, when I first started, you know, I was so just uh, engulfed in this Gita. research. Yeah. yeah, I was just so, um, from my master's actually, you know, and my supervisor still says now that he never had like a student like me. I used to work after hours, weekends, and I was young and I had energy back then. I mean, now it's... <laughs> <laughs> And now it's very difficult to actually do the same thing. And also I, I, I'm interested also in different things as well that I want to pursue. So I, there are things I would have done differently, such as trying to find a, a better balance. Yeah. Um, and with COVID that hit in 2020, it definitely took a toll on um, my research and yeah. my mental health. I think all of us, I think yeah. there's nobody, you know, in the world that was unaffected. So... 
Yeah. I mean, I can't change the pandemic, but, you know, if I had been better equipped back then to deal with um, that kind of thing, I think it would have made my journey much better. I mean, I'm going to close off with that question of the pandemic because I know that um, one of the questions that was raised post-COVID was that it had impacted on the kind of work that was being done on HIV and AIDS because focus was shifted to COVID-19. Did you notice that in your research? Absolutely, absolutely. And it's something I've also spoken on before is that, you know, it, when COVID hit, we couldn't even go into the lab. You know, you weren't allowed to go to any laboratory unless you were doing COVID-related research. So really, everything came to a halt. Um, you know, and in being an, being a virologist, yes, my virus of choice is HIV, but we are expected, you know, to be kind of experts in all viruses. Yeah. So you know, people turn to me for. Um, questions that they had, you know, clarity that they needed vaccine, you know, we saw a huge thing with vaccine hesitancy, you know, we had to go to the lab to assist with COVID related research and kind of leave our research behind. So I think any research, not even with HIV, I mean, for us, obviously, because we're in South Africa and we're so greatly impacted by it, it really, everything came to a halt for about a year, I'd say. Yeah. Amazing. Zakiti, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Zakiti Mkize is a PhD graduate. We do have a voice note uh, which we'll go through into straight away. Let's uh, see what that is with regards to the um, story. Yep. Uh, Okay, guys. Well, it doesn't seem like we can play that right away. And I'll, I'll just let you know that her, uh, she, she did a PhD. She's doing, she's a PhD candidate in HIV pathogenesis. Now, she did her master's project, which was the impact of human immunodeficiency virus type 1 subtype C HIV 1C transmitted slash founder TF genetic variation on disease outcome. If that means anything for you, well, then you're lucky because um, you have to be a bright spark to do that.